All right. If you are a child or a child of any age, you're welcome to come up and join me um, in the for our children's time. And if you're watching with us online, you can move a little closer to your screen. Good morning. All right. Good morning, friends. Okay. So I've got a bowl of something. What do you think it might be? Rock. Pastor Emily thinks it might be rocks. What is it? Part of? Yeah, it's, it's macaroni. Raise your hand if you like macaroni. Yeah. Uh, adults in the room, anybody else like macaroni? Yeah. Okay. So, but, but something seems to be missing from this macaroni, right? It needs to be cooked. It's still dry. Do you think this would taste very good right now? It might be kind of crunchy, but I'm not going to find out. <laughs> It does, so it, it doesn't taste very good yet. So it's missing something. What, what's it missing? It needs to be cooked. What else is it missing? The cheese. The cheese and what else? The heat. The heat and the milk and maybe water. water to cook it in and the butter to make it taste yummy. And some people put cracker crumbs on the top. Yeah. So yummy macaroni. But it's missing something right now. And this dry macaroni, which isn't quite ready, Reminds me of our story we just heard that was talking about dry bones. Bones are in our body, but if there's just bones, they're just dry bones, they're not alive, are they? They have to be, they have to have all the muscles and the blood. They can't move, yeah, until they have life in them. And so a guy named Ezekiel comes into this valley of dry bones, and God asks him, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, only you know, God. And guess what? God puts the bones back together and breathes life into them and makes the bones come to life again and puts life back into something that was dry. Just like when we cook the macaroni and add milk and cheese and butter and all the yummy things, it comes to life and is better. And it also is kind of like our lives. When we experience hard things, we might think nothing good is ever going to come because we're experiencing something hard or sad. But guess what? God can continue to work in our lives and bring good things out of hard things because God loves us and God is always with us. Just like God breathed life back into the bones and milk and butter and cheese breathed life into dry macaroni, God can bring new life to us as well because God loves us so much. Let's pray together. God, sometimes we face hard things and life seems hopeless. Help us to remember the lesson of the dry bones and the dry macaroni. If you can make dry bones live again, you can make something good out of the hard things in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, friends. If you are three, four, or five, you can follow me and Pastor Emily to Children's Church. Everybody else can go have a seat with your families. Good morning, beautiful people. What a joy it is to be in worship with you this morning. Some years ago, uh, a colleague told me that from time to time, he said, Jeff, from time to time, you have to invite other preachers to your church. Because that way your people will know and remember how good they got it. <laughs> So that I imagine today you are in for a treat 
as you grow to appreciate more and more your pastoral team, <laughs> as you hear me. <laughs> well, all jokes aside, I am grateful to Carol for her most gracious invitation, and I hope that you truly know how amazing your pastoral and staff team here at West End truly is. And I have had the joy of journeying with them, uh, and I am honored to call them friends and colleagues. They have poured into my life in more ways than I can describe, and I continue to be blessed by their ministry. And the ministry continues to bless all of us, not only here, but in all of the spaces beyond these walls in our conference and our denomination. And I pray for their fruitful ministry among you. Uh, I also want to extend a word of gratitude to you as a congregation for all of the ways you continue to support and be involved in the work of Christ in our midst, in the work of our conference to discover, equip, connect, and send laying clergy leaders who shape congregations that offer Christ to a hurting world, one neighborhood at a time. The truth of our connection, as our bishop often reminds us, is that transformation doesn't happen at annual conference or jurisdictional conference or general conference as much as we may wish it did. Transformation and connection happens here, where we, the people of God, come into contact with one another and experience the transformative love of Christ. So thank you for all that you do and continue to do so that the realities of the kingdom of heaven uh, will be visible on earth. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us, your people. And as we enter into this time of preached word, may your loving word enliven our hearts. May you purify our will and transform our way so that we will be witnesses of the transforming and redeeming love of God for all that which you created and called good. In the name of the one whose gift to us is life itself. Amen. Those of us who were not great students in our middle school years know that few things in life seemed more frightening than being asked a question to which you did not know the answer. I lived in the world a lot, <laughs> not only in middle school, but also in elementary school and in high school and in college. Something clicked that I realized that if you study, your grades can improve. <laughs> and I discovered that the library was not just storage for books. There was lots of knowledge and space for me to enrich my mind. But even as adults, many of us struggle to admit that there are things which lie beyond our knowledge and our control. And though it may be difficult to admit, the fact is that none of us, no matter how smart and well-educated and socially connected or financially secure, none of us can see beyond our own horizon. We are limited. But the things that place limitations on our perception do not limit reality itself. There is always more to the reality that we see. This is an important truth that we should remember. For if God is indeed at work in us, if God is indeed at work in our world, 
If God is at work in our communities, there must always be more to the story. Our text from the book of Ezekiel this morning is a wonderful example and reminder of our reality of hope that lies beyond what the eyes can see. Ezekiel finds himself in a truly awful situation. And you probably know this story very well. His nation was conquered. Their armies were defeated. Their leaders were exiled. The great city of Jerusalem was decimated. Ezekiel's wife was dead. And the temple, which represented God's presence among God's people, was left in ruins. It seemed there was nothing left that could offer consolation or hope. And folk theology at the time thought that the calamity experienced by people was caused by their unfaithfulness, but not only that. In this case, it was an indication that their God had been defeated. Their more powerful gods had won the day. And in the midst of their hopelessness, the people cried out for help. But from where they stood, they were not sure if God would answer. But in the midst of chaos, something extraordinary happened. A word came from the Lord. Ezekiel encountered the presence of God in a strange land. He had an extraordinary experience while finding himself in an inhospitable place. At what I assume is a very inconvenient time and among a hostile people. Under these strange circumstances, the prophet saw a vision of God's glory and was commanded to speak God's word to God's people. Words that dealt with the fullness of human emotions in the realities of life. Words of mourning, words of lamentation, words of doom, words of bitterness, words of anger, but also words of hope. I often tell people that the job of the prophet is not simply to call out what is wrong with the world, that's called social commentary. <laughs> You can turn to almost news, any news channel and hear much of that. <laughs> the prophet must do more. The prophet must offer a vision of hope. The prophet must point the people to the unseen reality, to God's preferred reality for our lives. What is God's preferred reality for us today? What is God's preferred reality for our community? What is God's preferred reality for our nation what is God's preferred reality for our denomination? The story of Ezekiel is an interesting one, full of interesting images. And I almost think that if it was macaroni and our bones, we would connect a little bit more to some of these truths. So here he's led to this valley of dry bones. Countless bones spread on the floor. Ezekiel is standing on a field of death and sorrow where those who had lost their lives had not even been granted the dignity of a burial. And as God shows him around, I wonder what was in the prophet's mind in that moment. 
I wonder if he even understood what was taking place. I wonder if he considered that location fitting for a nation that had lost everything. But the tour ends and God asks a very puzzling question. Can these bones live again? Can these things that are well beyond the point of death and decay receive new life? And I really wish we, would, we could hear Ezekiel's tone if he was raised in the school of sarcasm as some of us were. <laughs> I wonder if you would have told God, who knows? <laughs> Why ask me? <laughs> or if he found himself in a place of deep humility, having lost all that he thought he knew, and say, oh God, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> all that I thought I knew is gone. So only you know. You know if these bones can live again. It can be very difficult to, be signs, to see signs of hope when we find ourselves in places of deep despair. But even then, when we find ourselves in those places, God can still reach us and offer something new something more than our eyes can see. For no matter how dark the path, how deep the abyss, or how powerful the challenge, we never stand alone. And that is the good news of our faith. That is the hope and the promise we find in Christ, who sends us out into the world to share it's incredible good news with those who are neglected and rejected by society. Ezekiel and his people found themselves in a reality of death and decay. For them, hope was gone. They were cut dead, but still alive, enduring a reality of existing in non-existence. Yearning to be connected, yearning to be seen, desiring to be acknowledged, but remaining invisible. Dr. Greg Ellison, who teaches pastoral care at Kendler, the School of Theologists, tells us that such existence takes a toll on the mind. And it takes a vision from God to break out of this reality, to see possibility in the midst of hopelessness. But that is God's invitation to Ezekiel. To see possibility in a valley of dry bones, this is an invitation of faith, one that calls us as a people of God to step outside the realities that we see and trust in the one who is able to make all things new. This is the reality that we encounter on the cross. The late great theologian, Dr. James Cohn, who is one of my very favorite theologians in the world, said something that is very controversial, but it's true. Cohn reminds us that the cross that we hold as a symbol of salvation was not a victory. 
The Romans did not wake up the next morning and said, our plans failed. They did exactly what they set out to do. But in God's economy, we receive victory through defeat. God can invert situations that to the world seem to be great and can help us to see meaning beyond what is present. The death of Jesus is not the full story. There was a resurrection. There was victory over death, and this reality of hope is what we are called to see in our everyday lives. This is not a panacea by any chance, by any means. This does not mean that if we follow Jesus and if we say our prayers and if we come here on Sunday morning, all things will be well with the world. But it does mean that we have a hope that sustains us through times of difficulty. We have a peace that is beyond any human understanding. And we are given a strength by the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to travel to places we never thought were possible. To endure unimaginable pain and still have hope. And still say that this is not all, there is always more. What a beautiful story. Can these bones live again? Can we see a reality beyond the challenges of our political and social polarization? Can we see hope where the world tells us that there is only despair? Can we see a world where death and war and violence are no more? Can we live into a vision where our pains are no longer reasons for isolation, but an invitation to new life in community with one another? Can we be the type of people who are not concerned about who others love, but our own calling to love them as Christ has loved us. Is that not the invitation that we hear today? Friends, what do you see? Can we answer the question God asked Ezekiel with honesty and humility? Acknowledging that our sight is limited and we really do not know the path ahead. And that we need the direction of the Spirit in order for us to go forward. God is at work among us. And at the risk of becoming persona non grata in pulpits throughout the connection, I will say this. Those who believe that God is done with the people called United Methodists may not need a new denomination. They may need a new God. <laughs> Because the God that I serve, the God revealed in Jesus Christ, is at work redeeming us. Moving us to perfection one step at a time. And inviting each one of us to be a part of this work. Beloved, can you prophesy something new? 
Can you hear the wind of the Spirit among us? Speak the word of God to these dead situations. Let us speak the word, a word of hope to the reality of decay that we may see before us. Let us move forward in faith, knowing and trusting that we do not walk alone, that God journeys with us. And understanding that we do not need to see the path ahead. We only need to know that there is a God who journeys with us. And we must trust that the work that God is doing in our midst is beyond our imagining. So let us go forward from this place. Let us go forward from this moment trusting in the God who can make all things new who can pull bones together, pull our lives back together, and offer us hope for the future. Thanks be to God. Amen.